Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut HaLochas. Yoradeya Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Orla, Halacha Dalit. We're in middle of paragraph Yud. We're up to the subparagraph in my version, Vehine Klal Hatikunim Hanal. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas. Rabbiezer, Rabbi Nosni Yaakov, Yente Fradelbas, Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kapras Mishkovam, Zahavaleya Bas, Rabbi Avram, Tzipkorivka Bas, Rabbi Hillel, and all those that need Aliyah's Neshama, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noya Nechama Basgalia, Shimon Aliyezer Ben Rochel, Malke Hinder Bas Kreindel, Shlomo Ben Rivka Sprinzer, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomo Nisam Ben Maslav, Ram David Ben Chana, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leah, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Sora Rochel Bas Yuspendel, Rabbi Velon Bas Yuspendel, Tuviet Svi Ben Chayaliza, Gitaganendel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, David Lei ben Shena, Avigal Brocha bas Shirat Voira, Boroch Mordechai ben Tali, Ruvay Mordechai ben Chana, Tzvi Sholem ben Rita Beverly, Fruma bas Ganesa, Avivachaya bas Estamindel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chayabrocha bas Perel, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, Hinde Sheva bas Rochel, David Shimshon ben Soralea, Esther bas Gamara, Besoch Sharachel Yisrael. Continuing from where we left off in the previous year, Vehine Klal Hatikunim Anal. If you look in the chapter on Likud Imran, chapter 1, in the second half of Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, you see that Rabbeinazal is telling us there that we need to do a number of things which will enable us to receive the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, properly, which will enable us to to destroy the three negative taivas that we have, taivas achila, taivas niuf, taivas momoin, v'zeh onom amshichim alidei ha-shoifor, and Rav Nosenzal showed us that we draw this upon ourselves by the blowing of the shoifor on Rosh Hashanah, alidei ha-tekiyos, shesimonom keshes, through the three types of sounds of the shoifor, Tkia Shvarim Trua, which are for which the abbreviation is Keshes, Bechinas Tlasavhon, which also correspond to the three forefathers, Shehem Bechinas Sholash Regolim, which correspond to the three holidays as we discussed in the previous year, showing the connection between Pesach and Avram Avinu, Shavuos and Yitzchok Avinu, and Sukkot and Yaakov Avinu. And Rabbi Nezal says there in the Kudimran that when a person accomplishes these things through this way, and that's what the shoifar is all about. There's a passage that says, Can a shoifar be blown in a city and the people will not tremble? So we see that shoifar is yira. And when the yira is in a proper place, which took place at Har Sinai when we received the Torah from Hashem there, all of us were in the category of Nevoah. <clears throat> and again, we had the sound of the shofar blowing there. And we mentioned this in our Shemayin Esrei on, on Musaf, on Rosh Hashanah. We mentioned the whole story of Matan Torah at Har Sinai. Ata Negleisa Banan Kvoidechal Har Sinai. Ki Iker Shlemus Ruach Nevua Zochinu Bishas Kabbalah Satoira. Because the highest level of prophecy that Klal Yisrael ever experienced was at Matan Torah. 
Hashem spoke to you face to face. Diber Hashem Zenevuah. And the, the term Diber Hashem refers to prophecy. And when there is a flow of Nevuah, Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kudimran, that leads to perfection of Tefillah. And that's what Rosh Hashanah is really all about. To build up the Tefillah, as we said in the beginning of this section of the Halach in the previous year, that the Arizal says that Rosh Hashanah is all about binyan hamalchus, building up the malchus, which is tefillah. Ve'ikr shleimus ha-tefillah hishekol siyach ha-sodeh yachzeru ve'yitnu koychom letoich ha-tefillah. Rabbein Azal says there in the Kutimran that perfection of tefillah is when all of the plants and vegetation and trees and flowers contribute their power into a person's tefillah. Bibchinas, as it says, Vayetze Yitzchok losuach basode. Yitzchok Avinu went out to speak to Hashem. <clears throat> basode means in the field. Basode also means using sode, using the, the power of the vegetation. Shezeo bechinas his noitetus moshiach. Kemavur sham heitevayin sham. And Rabbi Nezal shows there that this perfection of tefillah and this nevuah, all the things that were mentioned in that Torah, all represent the sparkling of the light of Moshiach, as Rabbi Nezal elaborates there. V'zeh kol iskeinu And this is our entire focus on Rosh Hashanah, about, about trying to help bring about the coming of Moshiach. Because on Rosh Hashanah, we're involved in davening for the, the, the growth of the glory of Moshiach. That's the real holy kingdom. Which we want to reveal on Rosh Hashanah. As we say in Shmon Esrei on Rosh Hashanah, Utsmichas keren le dovid avdecha, varichas ner le venishai meshichecha, all about Moshiach. Vesimloich ato Hashem levadecha, Hashem, let us be zeche to see the time when only you will rule. Meloich al kololom kuloi, rule over the entire world, Hashem. Hamelech akodosh, Hamelech amishpot. Ki hakoil echod, because this is all really one. Because perfection of tefillah means that the holy kingdom is established. And the real perfection of the kingdom of holiness is with Moshiach. When Moshiach comes, that's when Hashem's authority and Hashem's kingdom will be recognized by everyone. Then we'll see the fulfillment of Hashem being recognized as king over the whole world. And the real perfection of tefillah, which we said represents the sparkling of Moshiach, which is the Holy Kingdom, is only when the tefillah is complete, which means it has in it all the contributions that can be made by all of the vegetation. And Rav Nusen Zal is going to elaborate and clarify this. And this is what we really need on Rosh Hashanah. She'oz nivra Adam Arishon. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of Adam Arishon, the day that he was created. Adam Arishon's mission was to, to give forth a tefillah which would elevate all of the vegetation. As the Pesach says there in Parshas Bereshis, 
that when Hashem created all the vegetation, the trees and the plants and everything, it was beneath the ground. It had not come up above the ground. All of this vegetation had not yet come above the ground because Hashem had not yet sent rain. Why? Because man had not yet come on the scene. Upirish Rashi, Rashi HaKadosh points out on that passage that the rain was waiting and all of this vegetation was waiting Ad Shebo Adam, until Adam Arishan came along, Vehikir Betoiva Sakshobim, and he recognized the benefit of rain, Vehispalel Alehem, and he davened Hashem for rain, and that's when all the vegetation came above the ground. Nimsa, we, we conclude therefore, Shekol Siach Asodel Yotsu Boretz, Ad Shebo Adam, Bayoim Shenivra Shurashishona, that all of the vegetation and plants and trees and everything did not yet come above the ground until the day that Adam Arishan was created, which is Rosh Hashanah, and he was mispalel for them, and that's when the rain came down, and that's when all of this vegetation came up. Vaoz nizgale shekolsia chasode kol koychamugdilosam viitziosam loylam hurakalideit fila, and that's when it was revealed this point that all of the plants and trees and vegetation, their power, their ability to grow and come up above the ground, is only through tefila. Veheim mech. They receive their energy, their power from tefillah, and they are required to return it, to give it back <coughs> into the tefillah. Shehi dvar Hashem, which is the word of Hashem, shehu shorosham, which is their roots. That's where that's where this old vegetation draws its nourishment. Rabbein Azal brings in that chapter in Likut Imran, he, re, he brings a reference to show that Hashem is a lender, a lender, the term malve. And Rabbein Azal shows this in a Pasuk that we say in Vayevorech Dovet every day, where we say, Utsevo hashamayim lecho mishtachavim. All of the heavenly hosts, all of the angels, all of them, they bowed to you, Hashem. The first letters of Utzvo Hashem Lecho Mishtachavim spell the word Malve. Exactly. And Rabbein Hazal in that Torah refers to Hashem as the Malve Hagodol. He lends this Shefa into the plants and vegetation as a result of Tefillah and, and a, a borrower has to return, has to give back. And all of this vegetation is required to give back this energy into the tefillah of a person who davens. <clears throat> Rav Zal says now, Aval Odom Arishon Hoyotzorach Lehispalel Oid Lahashlim Tikun Hoylamis Bishlemus. Odom Arishon did an initial tefillah, but he was required, he was supposed to daven much more in order to bring about the tikkun, the repair of all of the worlds, the completion and perfection of all of the worlds. Had Adam Arishon completed the tefillah that he was supposed to, all of the vegetation and plants would have infused their energy into his tefillah <coughs> and would have made his tefillah a complete success. It would have sparked the light of Moshiach. Because Adam Arishain, on that day that he was created, was supposed to bring about the Tikkun of Moshiach. Kayadua, as is known in the Sifrei Kabbalah. It's brought that the word Adam, the name Adam, the Aleph stands for Adam, the Dalet stands for David, and the Mem stands for Moshiach. 
that that's what Adam Arishan was really supposed to be all about. And we know that Dovar Amelech's life came from Adam Arishan. It's brought that Dovar Amelech was supposed to be born without life. He was not supposed to live. He lived 70 years. Where did those 70 years come from? From Adam Arishan. Because Adam Arishan was told, on the day you eat from the Eitz Hadas, you're going to die. Hashem's day is a thousand years. It says in chapter 90 of Tilim, Ki elef shonen kiyoim. A thousand years, in your eyes, Hashem is like a day. Which means that Adam Arishan was supposed to die at the age of a thousand. He was not supposed to go further than that. We know that he lived 930 years. Where did the other 70 years go? It was contributed to Dovr HaMelech. So Dovr HaMelech is part of Odom Arishayim, and Moshiach is part of that chain. So Odom Arishayim, had he completed his tefillah at that time, all of the vegetation would have contributed their power into his tefillah. The, the tikkun of all the worlds would have been complete, and Moshiach would, would have been the, the end. However, as a result of Adam Rishon going against the instructions of Hashem and eating from the Eitz Hadas, and he did not complete his tefillah the way he was supposed to, as a result of that, everything was damaged. And the Arizal explains, because all of this took place on Rosh Hashanah, on the first day of Adam Rishon's life, therefore every year on Rosh Hashanah we are involved in repairing, in making a tikkun for what took place then. Alkain Iker Shleimus Hu Sanal. And therefore the main perfection of our tefillah on Rosh Hashanah is when it includes what we mentioned earlier, that through our tefillah we should be able to elevate all the plants and vegetation and trees and they should shine their power into our tefillah that's the shining light of Moshiach which we need to draw upon ourselves on Rosh Hashanah. Over there in the Kutimran, Rabbein Zal elaborates on the, on the topic of Mosh, the connection between Moshiach and the vegetation. The word Moshiach is like the word Mesiach, Mesiach from the Siach Hasoda, from the plants, from the vegetation. Rabbein Zal in Kutimran gives a clear connection. We are involved in this repair throughout the ten days of tshuva. To perfect our tefillah in this manner, so that all the vegetation and everything should, should contribute their energy into the tefillah. When this, we know that medicines generally come from plants, different types of plants. If these plants are, instead of, instead of being used for medicines, if they are giving their energy, their positive energy into our tefillah, then we don't need medicines anymore. Because then the, the, the medicinal power can be infused into anything that we eat. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to go to a pharmacy to buy this specific medicine. Bibchinas, as it says in the Pasuk, I will bless your bread and water, and I'll remove all illness from you. Take a look in Likutim Ram there, where Rabbein Azal shows that the beginning of that Pasuk speaks about tefillah, about serving Hashem with our whole heart, which is tefillah. So that when the tefillah is bishlemus, there's no need for drugstores, for medications. The bracha, the, the plants and vegetation, 
infuse their energy into our tefillah and into bread and water, into the simplest foods, the most standard basic foods. And based on this, we'll understand the very important mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur. Because it's explained, the Gemara says a person who eats on Yom Kippur gets credit as if they fasted two days, as if they fasted on Erev Yom Kippur and fasted on Yom Kippur. Because the Arizal explains in his Sefer Priyetzchayim, Shebe Erev Yom Kippur Nishlam Hanesira, Ayin Shon. We've mentioned this before that Kaviochel, when, when, when Adam and Chava were created, they were created back to back. In order for them to be able to bring children into the world and in order for them to live, they had to be sliced apart. There had to be a nasira. Nasira means like a slice in the cutting. They had to be severed apart so that they could turn around and become face to face. And we're told that kaviyochel, by Hashem, <coughs> there is a similar concept of Hashem and the Shekhinah, the male aspect of Hashem and the female aspect of Hashem, starting out, ochr ba'ochr, back to back, and, and in order for them to be separated, there has to be a sleep imposed. Just like by Odom Arishon, Hashem placed a Tardema on Odom Arishon in order to perform this operation. So Kaviyochel on Rosh Hashanah, there is a spiritual sleep that's imposed. The word Shana means here, the word Shana means sleep, Rosh Hashanah. And, and in order for this severing to take place, to separate Hashem and the Shekhinah, the male and female aspect, in order that they should be able to turn around and be united properly. However, the Arizal tells us that this Nesira is not completed until Erev Yom Kippur. Hainu she'oz nigmar binyan hamalchus she'binyan atfilakanal. It's then, on the holiday of Yom Kippur, that the, the, the building up of the Malchus and the Tefillah is really completed. And we just mentioned earlier that the real perfection of Tefillah is when all the plants and vegetation are giving, infusing their energy into the Tefillah. So that there's no longer any need for medicines from doctors. Because when the tefillah is perfect, then we're able to draw the curing powers into anything we eat. Because again, the Pasuk there says, You will serve Hashem properly. That refers to tefillah. When the tefillah will be bishlemus. And then, Hashem will bless your bread and water. You won't need medicines. And when we say that our food should receive the full blessing, the full energy from all the plants and vegetation, at a time like that, it's a major mitzvah to eat. Because then our eating is on a very, very high level. Since we have drawn into our food a, an energy that comes way from way, way up on high, from the Dvar Hashem, which is where the energy of the plants and everything originates. Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kutimran that there's a, a medrash that says that there isn't a single blade of grass that grows without having an angel strike it, an angel or a star strike it and commanding it to grow. Where do these angels and stars get their energy from? From the Dvar Hashem. There's a posseg, Bedvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu Uberuach Piv Kol Tzavot. That it's the Dvar Hashem that infuses energy 
into the angels, into the stars, they pass that energy on to the plants and everything from which all the men, and that's the healing power of, the, of, the, of these plants and everything. But if a person taps into the Dvar Hashem, when we're which is called Dvar Hashem, then we don't need to go this route of medicines anymore. Then the bracha, the Pasuk says, Hashem will infuse that bracha into your bread and water, into anything you eat. And when a person is eating this type of holy eating, then all of the positive energy of all the plants and vegetation is included in what that person is eating. This light, this incredible <coughs> high light and energy comes from a sparkling of the light of Moshiach. And then when a person's eating is connecting to the light of Moshiach, <coughs> to the Dvar Hashem, then a, an incredible bright holy light is in that person's eating. From the Dvar Hashem, and then that person's eating is a major mitzvah. And therefore it's on Erev Yom Kippur when the building up of the tefillah is being completed, reaching this height. That's when all the energy that originates from the Dvar Hashem and went down into all the plants and vegetation, all of that is entering into that person's eating. Therefore, that's a time when it's a major mitzvah to eat. Interesting to note that there are two meals. On Erev Yom Kippur, there are two meals. There's the morning meal, and there's the meal that we eat right before the fast. <coughs> and there are different opinions, there are different... My Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, in this item followed the warnings of the Chayyodom, especially, where the Chayyodom warns not to have dairy, not to have any dairy on Erev Yom Kippur, not to have dairy, not to have eggs, things that are marbe zera, because of the fact that we want to be especially careful when it comes to the holiday of Yom Kippur, <clears throat> that there shouldn't be chas v'shom, any accident with zera, that kind of thing. So we avoid eating those foods, no dairy, no eggs. And, and Rav Rosenfeld taught us that the meal, the morning meal, and the afternoon the morning meals should, should include fish and poultry or meat, that kind of thing, it should be like a yontif meal in, a, in that sense. And then before, before the fast, again, a person certainly is not having dairy or anything like that. The person is eating what they need to prepare for the fast. Any questions, please? Question in the chat, based on what we're learning here. So should a person make an effort to do his spiritus in nature, where the vegetation could join, could join them? The answer is, Rabbi Nezal spoke about that several times, that one of the best places to have Hespoiridus, as far as the standard filas, shachris, menchamarev, a person is not supposed to daven in an unenclosed area. Those filas are supposed to be in an enclosed area, if at all possible. Whereas Hespoiridus, a person's personal prayer, there, one of the best places is in a field, in a garden, where there is this vegetation, where they contribute in a big way to the person's tefillah. The produce, all of this vegetation, a word that's used about it is the term yevul. It says in Kriyashma that if chas v'shom, we won't daven, if we won't have emuna, if we'll do the opposite of that, if we'll turn away from Hashem and worship idols, it says, v'ho'adomo loisitein es yevula. The earth will not give forth its produce.
So again, the word yevul means the produce of the fields. And the word yevul makes up the first letters of Vayetze Yitzchok Losuach Basode. Yitzchok went out to speak in the fields. That's one of the sources that Rabbi Nezal brings for the very, very important significance when a person can to go to a garden, a field, a forest as a place for Hispoidus. Remember, the word Hispoidus also means bodod, alone. It, it should be a place where a person has privacy. That's also a very important factor. A person can't go out to the field. I just saw a note in the chat that my Rebbe, Rabbi Michal had a potted plant in his home. A person can bring the, 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 the garden field into their home if they need, in that sense. And if we do what we're supposed to do on Rosh Hashanah, we have the Tkiyas of Rosh Hashanah, we have the special prayers of Rosh Hashanah, and then we go through the Aseris Yemei Tshuva, we do Tshuva then, and then we eat on Erev Yom Kippur the way we're supposed to, then the person is Zoycha on Yom Kippur itself to the highest degree of perfection of tefillah, l'shleimus ha-tefillah, betachles ha-shleimus. Da'inu, she'oz onu nizoinen mikoilus ha-tefillah levad, beli hislapshus b'shum dovah. On Yom Kippur, we're not eating or drinking, so we're not getting any energy from there. Where are we getting our energy on Yom Kippur from? We're drawing our energy from the sounds of the tefillah, without it having to be cloaked in anything physical, in, in food or drink or anything like that. Ki be'erev Yom Kippur zochinu shalidei ha-tfilo yenimshach kol ha-chius shokol siyach ha-sodeh l'toich ma-shoichel v'shoiseh. On Erev Yom Kippur, we were zoiche as a result of all of our tefilois from Rosh Hashanah through Erev Yom Kippur, we was able to draw all of that energy, positive spiritual energy, from the plants and everything into the food that we eat on Erev Yom Kippur. So that on Erev Yom Kippur, the eating is on an incredible high level of perfection and holiness. But on Yom Kippur itself, we're not eating, we're not drinking. We're drawing our spiritual energy from the sounds of the tefillah. And that energy doesn't have to cloak itself in anything physical at all whatsoever. This is Yom Kippur. One of the ways that we show that Yom Kippur is Shleimus Satfila is that Yom Kippur is the only day of the year when we have five Tfilois. We know that throughout the year, <coughs> on a regular day, there's three Tfilois, Shachris Minchamayrev. On a holiday, there's one additional Tfila, Musaf. On Yom Kippur, there's an additional tefillah besides that. There's ne'ila. So there's five tefillahs. And that's the shleimus ha the shleimus of malchus. We know that malchus is represented by the letter he of Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke. Interesting, just uh, we're headed towards Hanukkah and we're starting to feel the sparks of Hanukkah. The Arizal explains that when a person makes the bracha she'oso nisim lavoiseinu on Hanukkah, a person should have in mind to split the word she'oso into two parts. Shin ayin. Shin ayin is 370, which represents the full spectrum of the light of Hashem. The light of Hashem is, is represented by the ten spheroids, the ten midos of Hashem, which are divided into two categories, the three upper ones and the seven lower ones. The three upper ones are called hundreds, the, three, the seven lower ones are called tens. That's the shin ayin, and the shin hay represents the shekhinah, the malchus, because the letter hay <coughs> represents 
Hashem's name Elohim, which has five letters. Yudkevavke is four letters. Elohim is five letters. The five letters of Elohim, and Elohim is one of the names of Hashem of Malchus, and the Shin before the Hey is the Hashem's name Elohim. When you write it out, Bemilui, spelling each letter Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei, Lamed Lamed Mem Dalet, and so on and so forth. It's Bigimatria three hundred. So when we're saying the word Sheoso, we're trying to draw those three hundred and seventy lights into the Malchus, into the kingdom, into the Shin Hei, which represents Elohim, the Malchus, the Shechina, because that's, that's what we're always trying to do. We're always trying to build up the Malchus, the Shechina, which is represented again by the letter Hei, that number five. And again, the five Tfilah Yisang Yom Kippur represent a certain level of perfection of Tfilah. What about Rosh Hashanah? Isn't Rosh Hashanah, doesn't Breslov make such a big issue about Rosh Hashanah? The answer is, for the Breslovers, Rosh Hashanah is Yom Kippur also. Because the Gemara says that Tzadikim and Rishoim are judged and sealed on Rosh Hashanah. So then why do we observe Yom Kippur? The answer is because the Torah said so. Because the Torah said that even Tzadikim should still be, even though we believe Be'emun Shlema, that our verdict is signed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah, we still recognize that every drop of tshuva that we do throughout the 10 days of tshuva, and every tefillah, and all of our avoid of Yom Kippur is very, very important, extremely important. And now Rav Nosanzal moves on to the next holiday, the topic of Sukkot. All three of these holidays are related to the throne of Hashem, the Kisei HaKavod, which was the major topic in, in the chapter on Likud Emran that this halacha is based on. Remember that all the Neshamais originate from the Kisya Kavoid, and, and in order to, to protect ourselves from the envy of the angels, we have to grab onto, we have to attach ourselves to the Kisya Kavoid, which is the source of all the Jewish souls. The Gemara tells us that Hashem sits on his throne of judgment. During these days, and what Hashem really wants is to judge us favorably. As we explained in the previous Shurim, that the throne of Hashem, Hashem's judgment, Hashem is called the Mokoim of the entire world. Hashem is the place of the entire world. And therefore, Hashem knows and understands where we're at, what place every single one of us are in. And based on the place that we're in, how it affects us. And as a result of this, Hashem judges us with incredible, incredible kindness. As it says in Pirkei don't judge another person until you can put yourself in that person's place. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this at the end of that chapter on the Kutim Ran. And Hashem is everyone's place. Everyone is inside of Hashem, everyone and everything. Because the judgment that's initiated on Rosh Hashanah actually continues till the end of Sukkot, till the last day of Sukkot, which is Hoshana Rabba. She'oz beyoyim ho'achron shel sukkas shehu hoshana Rabba oz hu gmar ha'chasim olatoiva kayadua. The Zohar Kodesh tells us that when are we really sealed? Even though in Neila on Yom Kippur we say vechosmenu vachasoim seal us, seal us. 
The real seal, the double seal, is on Hoshana Rabba. V'yalkein b'kol elu hayomim nochoin amesukon kisoi leishivol of l'mishpah. And therefore, throughout all of these days, Hashem's throne is ready and established for Hashem to sit on it in judgment, so that Hashem should judge us favorably with kindness, through the quality of the throne of Hashem, the Kisei Kovoid, which represents the Kisei Kovoid is the 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 uh, materialization in a sense of this concept of the place of the entire world. And, and again, we, a place, the place has a lot to do with affecting the person. And in judging someone, you can't judge someone until you know exactly where that person is at. And Hashem, who is called the place of the entire world, and the throne of Hashem specifically, which is Mekoymei Shaloylam, during this period of time when Hashem, the, the terminology that's used is Hashem is seated on His throne, it means He's activating this concept of and that's what's enabling Hashem to judge all of us favorably. And this will explain the story, the awesome story, the dream that Rabbi Nezal told over related to this chapter on Likut Yamran, that Rabbi Nezal had an incredible dream where he saw a throne, he saw a throne of fire. She'omar she'ro'oz al hakisei Rosh Hashanah. And Rabbi Nezal said that on this throne he saw Rosh Hashanah. And he said, Rosh Hashanah, Mamish, actual Rosh Hashanah. And he saw Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, Mamish, actual Yom Kippur. Sukkot, Sukkot, Mamish, actual Sukkot. It's a strange kind of wording there that Rabbi Nezal says. Rabbi Nezal explains, Hainu sheshom ro'o oitzem noiroiz kedushas Rosh Hashanah. Meaning that Rabbi Nezal saw in this dream, in this vision, he saw... <coughs> He saw the true, awesome holiness of Rosh Hashanah. How Rosh Hashanah exists at its source. And after Rabbi Nezal told this dream, he revealed an awesome Torah, the chapter on the Kutiman that this halach is based on, and he said he was trying to figure out what's the connection between the throne and these holidays. And he remembered a Pasuk in Daniel where the Pasuk describes the throne of Hashem as Korsayel Shvivin Dinur, a holy throne of fire. And Rabbi Nassau realized that the word Korsay, which means throne in Aramaic, the word for throne has in it representation of all of these holidays, all three holidays. All three of these holidays, which represent the full spectrum of judgment, are all included in the throne. Bechinas kisei hakovoi. Bechinas, as the Pesach says, nochoin kisachon me'oz. Hashem's throne was established from then. Hanemar al yomim elu. And we know that the Gemara says that this Pesach is referring to the high holidays, to these days, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. V'hakoyl k'dei lodon oisonu lekafzchus. And what all of this is really about is Hashem wanting, really wanting to judge us favorably. There's a pasuk, Ki lo Hashem doesn't want the, the dead person to die. Dead person means the Russia, because Rishon, while they're alive, are called, are called mace. Kiim b'shuvoi midarkoi v'choya. Hashem wants the person to do tshuva, to leave their bad ways, and to live. 
So that's when Hashem is judging, that's what He's really trying, to come up with whatever ways He can to defend us. And this is the concept of the sukkah that we build after Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. This is where Hashem is showing us His incredible love that He has for us, the nation that's closest to Him. And this shows us how Hashem judges us on Rosh Hashanah favorably with tremendous kindness based on where each and every person is at, based on the mokoim of each person. Because Hashem is the mokoim of the entire world. We've mentioned this in the past. How do you define place? How do you define area? Area is defined as length times width. If you have something that's 10 feet long and 5 feet wide, it's an area of 50 square feet. What if it's a square? What if it's not a rectangle? What if the length and width are equal? They're the same. It's the length is 5 and the width is 5. Then you can simply calculate the area by multiplying the, the, the side by itself. It's called side square. A square that's five by five, each side is five, has 25 square inches or 25 square feet in it, depending on what it is. Hashem's name, Yud Kei Vav Kei, when we square each one of the letters, Yud square, 10 times 10 is 100. Hey, five times five is 25. Vav, six times six is 36. And hey, 5 times 5 is 25. 100 plus 25 plus 36 plus 25 is bigimatria mokoim, the word mokoim, 186. To showing us that again, Hashem, Yud Kaiba, Hashem is mokoim. He is the mokoim. Every, all of mokoim exists inside of Hashem. With this we understand the mitzvah of sukkah, where Hashem has commanded every one of us to leave our place, get out of your regular place, out of your home, and go into the sukkah. The sukkah in this context corresponds to the throne of Hashem, which we said is the, the origin, the source of all place of the world. Because the Zohar Kodesh stresses that Sukkah is the concept of Bina, the concept of the mother, the concept of the first hay of Hashem's name, Yud Kei the mother who hovers over her children, who covers over and protects her children. The Mesakha, Miloshin Sukkah, Bechinas, Aim Labina. And we know the mother is associated with the sphere of Bina, Bechinas, Aim Kolchai. And we spoke about this throughout this halacha, that the, the Kisei HaKovoid is the mother of all creation in a sense, because all Neshamas come from there, and Chava is called Aim Kolchai, Shoroshei HaNeshamas the roots of all the, and origin of all the souls. Shehi bechinas kisei ha-kovoid, which is this throne of Hashem. Bechinas mekoimoi shaloylam. Shaydei bechinas zois nisoirer horachmonos shel Hashem isborach. Lodon oisona b'roshan b'rachman g'doylam. And again, it's through this mokoim, through this mokoim that all mekoimoi is a part of it, that gives Hashem the ability to know the mokoim of each and every single person, and thereby able to judge the person favorably. That the person isn't a bad person because of where they are. That's what affected them. That's what al- allowed them to make mistakes. And this is why Hashem instructed us on the holiday of Sukkot to go out of our mokoim 
and enter into the sukkah, which is rooted in the throne of Hashem, in the Mekoim Oishaloylam. This is to broadcast this message, to show everyone that Hashem is lifting us up and bringing us into our roots. He's bringing us into the into the mokoim of the entire world. And that's what enables Hashem to judge us l'kavzchus. Ki kvar mavur leil, we already explained earlier, she'ikar ha'chesed, ma'ashashim isparach, donay sonu l'kavzchus, l'fi mokam shol kol echod, hu ma'ashal yidei zeh ha'ashim isparach, ma'achnesay sonu be'emes l'kavzchus. This ability of Hashem to be able to judge everybody favorably by recognizing where they're at, where they're coming from, and how that affected the person. What really makes that work is the fact that by doing that, Hashem brings us into a positive energy, into Kavzchus. That's what inspires us and motivates us to do a complete Tshuva. That's the real good and the real kindness that Hashem does for us, which is trying to help us come close to Him, trying to help us do tshuva. Especially during these awesome days, which begin and are rooted in Rosh Hashanah. What this means is, each and every single one of us has wandered away. We've gotten lost. We lost our, our position. We lost our connection to Hashem. We've drifted away to whatever places we've drifted to. Bebechinas, as David Amel says in Tehillim, To'isi Hashem, I'm wandering around lost like a lost sheep. To the point where the person doesn't know how to get back to their proper place. And that's why we're far from tshuva. Because as we explained in the beginning of this halacha, the term tshuva means going back to where you are, getting back to your roots, to your origin. Like the musical note zarka, which starts off on a certain place, it goes down, it goes up higher, and then it settles back on its original level. And Hashem has Rachmanes on us and Rosh Hashanah, and Hashem discovers and finds each, each and every one of us where our Mokoim is. And Hashem leans towards the side of kindness, to try to find an opening, a, a, a merit on the part of each and every one of us, <clears throat> that it's the place that was in that pulled the person down, that, that caused the person to, to fall. And by Hashem doing this, He brings the person into a positive place, into a place of positive energy. And Hashem gives that person light from the source of Mokoim, from Hashem Himself, from the throne of Hashem, to enable the person to be able to know the path of how to get back to his original place, our, our original roots. That's what Shuva is really all about. And therefore, it's on Sukkot that Hashem shows us and allows us to realize the tremendous kindness that Hashem has done for us on Rosh Hashanah. Where do we see that kindness? In the mitzvah of Sukkot. Hashem has commanded us, go out of your place and go into the sukkah. This is to show us 
שאין אנו עכשיו כבר מקומנו ראשון, that we are no longer in our original place, שגורם לנו מה שגורם, כל אחד לפי מעשר, which is what caused each and every one of us to make the mistakes and to fall, each and every one of us according to our misdeeds. כי עכשיו אנו יושבים בסוכה. Now we're sitting in the sukkah. She'i b'chinas kisei ha'kovoi, b'chinas mekoymo yishaloylam. She'shom shoyrish mekoymeno shokol echad. She'zeh ikar ha'tshuva. That's the real tshuva. Ikar ha'chesed shol Rosh Hashanah. That's the main kindness of Rosh Hashanah. She'nezgale ato la'im kol, which is revealed to everybody. Al yidei yitziyoseinu mimkoymeno. By the fact that we leave our place. to enter into the sukkah, that's making it clear to everybody that, listen, they're not bad people, they're good people. They were in a certain place, and that's what, that's what made all the problems. That was the, the main issue behind all the problems. And, and that, that, that's, that's, what the, that's the winning argument that Hashem uses to be able to judge us l'kavzchus. question in the chat, can we conclude from what we were learning today that the quality of a person's eating is directly related to the quality of their tefillah? The answer is yes, yes. Because we said that both the, the food and the tefillah are drawing their energy from the same place, from the Dvar Hashem, they're both called Dvar Hashem. The Dvar Hashem is what, what energizes the angels. <clears throat> the angels are the ones that energize the plants and, 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 and all food, everything that we're eating. The better the person's connection is to the Dvar Hashem, the better, the better the food, the better the positive energy in everything they eat and drink. Should be Question said? about perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to get the Rav's opinion. So we had Sukkot, we had Rosh Hashanah, went to Uman, decided, and then Shabbos morning, we hear explosions. What are we supposed to take? I, I mean, personally, I, I thought we did everything, but uh, we're hearing explosions, Shabbos morning, Simchas Torah. What are we supposed to take from this? We're supposed to take that we, we, we didn't do everything yet. We haven't done everything. We've done a lot. There was a lot we have to believe by Munashlema that all the good things that we did throughout the month of Elul and Rosh Hashanah and Aseris Yimei Tshuva and Yom Kippur and Sukkot, that it accomplished a lot, but, but we, we didn't finish. We're not finished yet. And, and unfortunately, I, I heard this, I believe it's true. When you're cooking, when you're boiling water, you have to make sure to boil, the boiling water gets rid of all the germs in the water. If you boil water, and you don't complete the process, you get it almost to a boiling point, but not a boiling point, that water is more unhealthy, more dangerous, more damaging than, if, than when you didn't boil the water at all. The fact that you started cooking up all of this stuff and you didn't bring it to full boil, to bubbling, 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 which finalizes the destruction of the germs and everything, that water, that hot water is dangerous, is, is more dangerous than if you hadn't started the boiling process. A woman who is pregnant, there's the first week and the second week, and, and, and when she gets into the ninth month, that's when she's more fragile, in certain ways, most fragile, etc., etc. And, and if everything is completed successfully, a home run, we see a beautiful child comes out. And if chas v'shalom not, there are times, Chas Shom, when the, the greatest tragedy can happen at that time. We believe that everything that good that we do has effects. But we know, we know that there's still a lot that needs correction in the entire world. And, and, and there's a lot that needs correction inside of us. And it's, it's only when we'll reach a certain level of completion or the tzaddikim with their tefillahs and everything will be able to force the issue that even if we're not complete, that Hashem will complete everything, Hashem will put all the finishing touches on everything, then we'll see a final gula where there'll be no suffering and no, we'll be able to dance, you know, really dance. That's Hashem. Right. 
tonight to get tonight tomorrow is the yard site of my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld again. Whoever wants, whoever can, is welcome to join us for the Suda here in Yerushalayim, or tomorrow morning going to Harazesim. Whoever can can join by contributing or by doing it in your place, lighting a candle, doing a mitzvah, any mitzvah le'ilo nishmas Rav Tzviarye Ben Sion Rabbi Yisrael Abba. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.